This is 7.30 Tea with Ree. So I'm like, oh my God, I'm literally stranded in a flooding canal. He's like, oh, I hope you don't mind. Um, I invited my friends. When he pulls up to pick me up, he's in a weird looking van. Ree is spilling all the tea. Hello, everybody, and welcome to 7.30 Tea with Ree. Hope you guys are all doing well today. I am having a pretty good ass week. I can't lie. I had a well weekend, whatever it is. Either way, you guys won't know what day it is when I film this. So, but I had a really fun weekend. I went to this concert the other night with my best friend, and it was so much fun. So it was like a Disney themed concert. So they played a whole bunch of Disney throwbacks and all of that. So like they had Hannah Montana, Wizards of Waverly Place, and then they mixed in like Disney cartoon movies like The Lion King, Pocahontas. They played all of these throwback songs. They had Jonas Brothers, Jesse McCartney. I mean, they had it all, girl. They had it all. And this event is called Be Our Guest. I don't know if you've ever heard of it or not, but search that shit up. It was so much fun. My poor Snapchat viewers had to deal with the the wrath of me posting a whole bunch because I was having the time of my life. I was jumping up and down and I I don't dance all that much. But to Disney girl, yeah, I moved and grooved. To Disney, absolutely. I was on that floor. I got some drinks in me. I was happy. I was drunk, happy, and listening to Disney. Like, there there couldn't be a better combination. So, you need to get on it and, and get to that concert. If you are a Disney lover, that concert is, is absolutely for you. <laughs> but anyways, enough about my little weekend. If you are new here, I am so happy that you're here. This podcast is all about spilling tea and sharing your deepest, darkest secrets. So, if you have any tea to spill, DM me on Instagram at 730 with re and you spell that 730-T-E-A-W-I-T-H-R-I-E at 730 with re or you can DM me on my main Instagram account at Rihanna Flores, and you spell that R-I-E-A-N-N-A-F-L-O-R-E-S, and if you wish to be anonymous, please let me know. Your story should be up to 500 words or less. But if you want to send in an audio voice message instead of typing out your story, keep that up to five minutes max. Now, let's get into our first story of the day. So this first story is called, He Wouldn't Stop Talking About His Ex. (laughs) One of my followers wrote in and said, One time I went out with a guy who wouldn't stop talking about his ex-girlfriend. He literally showed me her Facebook and showed me her new boyfriend. It was so weird. He was also sick and wouldn't stop sneezing. Ew, this is literally awful. This is my actual worst nightmare. I actually don't know what I would do. I think I would feel so uncomfortable. Like, could you imagine going on a date with like, he's snotty as fuck, like he's sneezing, and then he's talking about his ex the entire time. Like, I'd have to just off myself right there. I don't know about you. Also, it's kind of wild to me that he not only showed you her Facebook, but like, showed you the new boyfriend too like the pictures and stuff like that's a little too extra also it's like the weird part about it why do you go on a date with you if he was doing all that 
Like that means he was, he was probably stalking like her stuff and like looking through their pictures and was probably mad like, oh, she can't just be happy. Like, let me try and make her jealous. He probably, for all we know, he probably snuck a picture on his Snapchat story of like your hand, like showing a girl's hand, put it on his story to make her jealous. You know what I mean? Like you probably just to like, you, you might, you, you never know. Your hand probably could have been on his Snapchat story for all you know because he was probably jealous as shit. Maybe that's why he asked you on the date. Just me overanalyzing though. You never know. Don't don't think that his, your hand is there. It could be, but just kidding. Anyways, also like, at least you know that he really loves that woman. <laughs> the fact that he was talking about her on a date, like even after she got a new man, that's wild. Like he must really love the heck out of her. I wonder if they even got back together or or not, because for him to be doing all of that, I mean, he had to have definitely been blowing up her phone or, or t- taking secret pictures of your hand at the at the friggin date table. The br- what is it? you guys went for, I think it was like brunch or something. I'm going to guess brunch or dinner. Um, <laughs> but he probably he probably really did sneak a picture of your, your hand or like. Or um, pictures of like your drinks. Maybe when you went to the bathroom, he probably was like, yeah, yeah, I'm on a date with another girl. You never know. Guys are sometimes more petty than girls. Truly. So, yeah, I just... (laughs) God damn, that man really must have been hurt. I hope that kid's okay. Hope he took some Mucinex for that sneeze. And I hope you find someone way, way better who is not going to talk about their ex-girlfriend and the ex's new boyfriend on a first date. So good luck to you. (laughs) All right, time to get into our second story of the day. And this one is called, He Made Me Spend My Birthday in a Flood. (laughs) So this follower sent in an audio message. So we're going to go ahead and listen to that. So I started seeing this guy in April. And at this point, it was... The middle of July, like right around my birthday. This is the weekend of my birthday actually. So it had been like three and a half months. And um uh he lived about like an hour and fifteen, an hour and thirty minutes away from me. Um and he kept, you know, asking me to drive to him um for all of our dates and such. So um I I get it, like, I do live in more of a remote area, like, it's a smaller town with not a lot to do, and where he lived was more, like, town center and, like, a little bit city-ish, I guess, so it it is nicer with, like, restaurants and, like, shops and things to do, but this was the weekend of my birthday, so, and at this point, we were, like, official, like, um, like, not dating anyone else, like, calling each other boyfriend and girlfriend, like, we had both, like, had a talk and agreed upon it and everything, So at this point, you're asking your girlfriend to drive an hour and a half to meet you at your apartment um, and go out to dinner in your town where, like, you know, everything is just convenient for you on my birthday weekend. So I'm like, okay, like, whatever, fine. Um, Which in hindsight, you know, now I'm not going to do stuff like that anymore. (laughs) I'm going to say, no, you're coming to me. Um, Like if they live far away. So I get in the car, I start driving, um, this is like a Friday uh, evening, like after work, and I start driving, um, and I'm on the highway, and it does start like raining on and off, um, 
on the highway and I'm like all right like this isn't too bad like as long as it just stays like this and like the rain doesn't get any worse like I'll be fine and I'm getting closer like to the town that he lives in and um at this point I've been like driving for like about 45 minutes to almost an hour I guess and I'm getting closer to the town and it starts raining even harder and it's like raining harder and harder at this point it's like full-on pouring rain and I'm like oh this is getting a little like hard to drive in and um my GPS like just automatically rerouted me and um just put me on a like a different road than I normally would take to get there and I was just like oh okay like sure I'll accept the route like there must be a road closed up ahead or something no it takes me down this like road this farmland road with like nothing but like cornfields on each side and it was like so far removed from the highway so I'm on this road that's basically just like cornfields all around me I'm like huh it's absolutely pouring rain like really bad conditions I could barely see like two feet in front of me and there's nothing but like farms surrounding me and the GPS is like oh three miles left um on this route and then you'll like get routed back to the highway or whatever so I'm like okay like three miles like that's not that long let me just get through this patch and like I'll get back on the highway false again so I <laughs> the GPS takes me from this farmland road down a literal canal road so and it's pouring rain and it takes me on a canal road like I'm literally gonna sue Google Maps at this point so there's a flooding canal on one side of me flooding canal like body of water on one side of the road and on the other side of the road is just more farm like cornfield farm shit and at this point it's like me and maybe five other cars on this one road and um the road is flooding like the road is actively flooding and it's like getting up to the point where like i'm driving through it in my little chevy tracks which is like the smallest suv imaginable and um <coughs> excuse me and yeah water is like spewing everywhere spewing up from my tires and like i was just on this road and i could barely go through so then the line of cars the first person in the line of cars like turns around in this teeny tiny like canal road which is like so thin and he turns around and he's like rolls down your window and he's like we can't go that way like there's it's blocked there's a bridge up there that like somebody crashed and it's flooding and it's blocked off so we all turn around try to go back the way we came from and then we see that there's a car totaled crashed that bridge bridge is flooding can't go that way either so i'm like oh my god i'm literally stranded in a flooding canal like what am i gonna do and i go okay okay i remember like seeing some like long driveway that was kind of up on a hill like a little bit back I'm gonna put this bitch in reverse and go find that driveway <coughs> excuse me and like hang out in there and call my boyfriend and like see what he has to say I know this is like a little bit over five minutes, but I'll try to keep it brief. So I'm like, okay, I find this driveway and I pull my car up and all along this driveway, which is the only one that was like accessible on this road because I'm stranded in between two flooded bridges at this point. This is my only option. I wouldn't have chosen if I wanted to, but this is my only option. It's covered in Trump flags, covered in Trump flags. It's like a farm 
like big ass driveway, like Trump flags, cornfields, farmland, like a little farmhouse up above. I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'll just park my car here, call my boyfriend, see what he says to do. Um, and then another car that was like in that line of cars on that canal road with me also pulled up and it was a guy and his wife and the guy comes out and he's like, oh, we called the ambulance and the fire department and we're going to see if somebody can come, um, like get us out of here. We might have to leave our cars here overnight and just get a ride in the ambulance, like get a ride home with them. And I'm like, I don't live here. This is not my home. I'm an hour and a half away from my house. Like, what do you mean get a ride home in the ambulance? Like what? So then, (coughs) so sorry, I just have a cold right now. So then um, the guy that lives at this Trump McFarmland comes down on the driveway, his driveway comes down on like a little golf cart and is like, oh, roll your window down. And he's like the typical like white man, Farmer Joe type dude. And I'm like, oh God, get me out of here. And um, the guy's like, roll your window down. And I roll my window down like an inch. And he's like, hey, like I've been living here all my life. And like, when these, when this canal road floods, like ain't nobody getting out of here. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm about to like be murdered in this like driveway. And the guy goes, um, yeah, like you're more than welcome to like spend the night. And he's like, you can leave your car and like sleep over in the main house. And I go, oh no, thank you. I'm actually like waiting for my boyfriend to come get me. Like, no, okay, bye. And he like walks away and I like start hysterically crying at this point. I'm bawling my eyes out. I'm like yelling, yelling on the phone with my boyfriend. I'm like, you better find a way to come get me out of this driveway. Like I am not spending the night here. Like this is literally my fucking birthday weekend. I'm not spending the night with this farmer Joe Trump supporter dude. And, um, I waited in his parking lot, parking lot. I waited in his driveway for an hour for the fire department to get there. And then the fire department was somehow able to like clear one way of the bridge that had like a totaled car on it. They like just moved it over like just enough and like got some of the flooding out of the way so that we could drive off the bridge um, and get back to where we needed to go. But I waited there for an hour, just stranded. And then we went back to my boyfriend's apartment, and it was just a shit night overall. And then we broke up, like, a week later. And now I'm single again, so. <laughs> oh, my God. I would literally die. I don't even know. Oh, my God. I. Oh, that's a lot of emotions. Because I'd be scared shitless, because I'm already scared of the dark as it is. And, like, if I was in the middle of nowhere... I don't know what I would do because even, okay, I used to do Uber Eats driving, right? And sometimes that shit takes you far, like to pick up orders and drop them off. Like when you get the, if if you've ever done Uber driving or DoorDash or whatever, like when you go to click on like the big orders that come in that are like $20, it'll, it'll give you $20 to do the trip. Like it usually takes you pretty far and sometimes it's in the middle of fucking nowhere. So I remember I used to have to like go on like far trips like that where it's like an extra 20 minutes or 40 minutes or whatever it was. And I remember the creepiest place I went to. It was like just how you said like nothingness and just farms and like dark. Yeah, it was like that. And it took me down this really narrow, like woodsy area where all the trees curved in. So that's what that's reminding me of. I would lose my mind. And then on top of it, a flood. And like your birthday weekend. Oh my God. 
I'd be scared shitless. I'd be mad. I'd be fuming. I'd just, oh my God, you honestly, even though you were like upset and like scared and crying, I feel like you handled that pretty well for what the situation was. Cause I'd, I'd be losing my shit, bro. <laughs> it also pisses me off too. Cause it's like, if he had just driven to you, this wouldn't have even happened. Like, he made you drive in the rain. He made you drive during your birthday weekend. Like, that's really selfish on his part. Like, if it's your birthday, he should have at least driven to you. He should have made that extra effort, especially how you were saying, like, you were always driving to him. Like, he really could have at least just done this for your weekend and made it about you and not himself. You know what I mean? Also, oh my god, you almost, you really could have gotten killed because... The fact that you said this old man was trying to like, like offer for you to stay at his house and saying, oh, ain't no way you're getting out of here. Like that shit's sketchy because he could have been bullshitting that. He could have been really trying to get you to stay at his house. So, I mean, it's good that you like tried to stand your ground and like find a way to get out of that because that is, that's really dangerous. <laughs> and it also bothers me too that like, your boyfriend didn't like immediately drive to you during all this like you were literally trapped in a flood like i know it was hard to like get there but he could have been nearby like you ended up finding your way out after an hour and you were stranded in some creepy old dude's driveway on a hill like you really could have been murdered or, or lured in like you never know these days but i am just glad that you got back safe like you're really really lucky it really could have turned out way worse, this scenario. But my God, I would have been so pissed. Like, I wonder how your parents felt. Um, if you want to update me and tell me any of those kinds of stuff, definitely tell me because my parents would have been fuming. My parents would have found a way to sue or something. But like I said, um, thank goodness you're safe and good for you for knowing your worth and breaking up with him because... Oh my lord. I'd, I'd definitely be super concerned if he didn't, because even before all that happened, like, there were some red flags. Like I said, like, he definitely should have driven to see you for your birthday weekend. Like, it definitely is selfish on his part. But anyways, girl, on to the next. You're gonna find someone so much better who sees your worth and is gonna definitely not let you get caught in a flood or make you drive to see him in the pouring ass rain in a creepy farmland area. You will find someone so much better. Here is going to be time for our third and final story of the day. It is going to be about a guy basically overdoing it when it comes to flirting. <laughs> so one of my followers wrote in and they said, this guy kept being persistent to ask me out while I told him I only wanted to be friends. So I told him I was seeing someone else. I also had my manager send me a fake text that could screenshot calling me into work. So I could send him the screenshot and tell him I couldn't hang out. Men need to respect women's boundaries for real. Shit. <laughs> I'm reading this and I'm just like, ew. Like, I fucking hate that. I feel like, honestly, in this generation, I don't know what it is with the men, but I feel like they're sometimes all too comfortable. Like, if a woman is blatantly telling you no, they mean no. Like, 
they don't want to talk to you. That's kind of like the other day, one of my close friends, she's talking to this guy and she's straight up like he's been DMing her or whatever. He's been DMing her for like months, wanting to go on a date. And she kind of doesn't really want to. And she straight up told him like something kind of similar. Like she was like, um, oh, like to be honest with you, I'm not into you. Like, I don't want to go out with you. And he was like, oh, okay, I'll try again next time. Like, what the fuck? Like, if if somebody's telling you that, like, first of all, no means no. Like, yes, like, of course. But like, also, why would you still want to go out if somebody's literally telling you that they don't want to be with you? Like, they're telling you, I'm not into you. I'm not attracted to you. I don't want to be a part of you. Why would you still, like, persistently go with that? Like, wouldn't you at least have some self-respect? And, I mean, this goes on both parties. Like, this goes on both ends for men and women. Like, if somebody is telling you no, or if they're just not even saying yes, it's a no. Like, they don't want you. And you shouldn't waste your time on it. Like, have some self-respect, have some self-worth, you know, like you're so much better than that. You're so much more than that than to be begging for somebody's attention and begging for somebody to want you. You should just, it should be an equal balance of you guys wanting each other. So that's what I have to say on that. All right. So now to clear up all the negative energy we just let out or just, you know, a whole bunch of different types of energies, uh, we're going to close out with our sound healing session. So sit back, lie down, relax, shut your eyes, take a deep breath in from your nose and out from your mouth. And I'm going to play. guys thank you so much for joining today and listening i always love and appreciate that you're here so i hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day i'll see you next week so goodbye